When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Congratulations, humans of the world. You've made it to Friday. Yay! <laughs> Welcome to Friday. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer will be back on Monday. He has been uh, sharing his travels with us in Uganda as part of World Refugee Day. We've been hearing from him and his uh, experiences at the Nakivali Refugee Settlement. But Holly Roberts has been filling in, and Sonny's been at the controls. Yeah, baby. Everybody has been having a good week. And we will end it the way we always start each show, with the three things we think you need to hear to be in the know today. We call it the three at 1203. Give me three! You got it! It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Three. It is. It's the magic number. And here it is behind door number one. Well, um, George Clooney, the well-decorated George Clooney, has received another award. And this time it was the AFI Life Achievement Award. And uh, this is his acceptance speech. In the early 80s, I worked with an actor named uh, Jimmy Karen, wonderful character actor. And uh, I got a call from his wife, Alba, and she said, listen, Jimmy's not doing so well. He's, uh, he's 90, he's not, he's not going to make it through the night, we don't think, and he wants you to, uh, to write his obituary. So I got a bottle of booze and I got a, a pen and paper and I sat down and I spent the whole night writing about who I thought Jimmy was, his character, and what he meant to us. Finished it and I, uh, I sent it off to Alba and I went right to work, the sun was coming up, and I waited, I kept checking my phone and checking for messages for the bad news, you know. A week goes by, then, uh, then a month. That was four years ago. <laughs> I called Alba, I said, what the hell? And she goes, yeah, Jimmy's doing fine. You know, he just wanted to know what everybody thought about him while he was still around. He got a bunch of people to do it. That's what tonight feels like for me. Okay, George Clooney, first of all, can finesse any story. He has that self-deprecation about him where, yes, he can finesse yes. anything. Yes. Um, but to his point, like, that is exactly what we were just talking about. It's important to let people know while they're alive 
you know, what contributions they've made to life and to society, etc. And it doesn't need to be a memorialization no. of somebody. Just do it in the now, man. And also, but can I also just say this? You know, George Clooney is having that moment while he receives a Lifetime Achievement Award from the American Film Institute. Um, but like anybody can just do this in their daily life. And there does not have to be a trophy. There does not have to be any sort of like grand gathering. You can just pop off a note and say, hey, FYI, this is how you have inspired me in my life. Thanks. See you later. So send the cookies. Fine. Send the cookies to my talk radio. There you go. <laughs> yes, actually, thank you, Sonny. Um, we would prefer it on a cookie. Yes. No. But okay, a big giant novelty one, preferably white chocolate macadamia there cookie. We go. There uh, we go. From the calf downstairs. From the calf downstairs. <laughs> Don't get me started. All right, moving right along. Another thing you need to hear to be in the know today. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. We're moving right along to the second thing that you need to hear to be in the know during the three at twelve oh three here on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one oh seven one. We gotta listen to Macca, you guys. We have to listen to Paul McCartney on Carpool Karaoke. Now, admittedly, I'm not a huge fan of Carpool Karaoke. It's cute. James Corden, he's talented. He makes it good. He makes it good, but it's Paul McCartney, you guys. Mm. The one, the only, the legend, who, by the way, just turned 76 oh earlier my God. this week. He makes 76 look amazing. Yeah, well, he does, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> helps to be rich. Yeah, yeah helps. Well, yeah. There's that. To be rich. But <laughs> he does point. make 76 look good. I have to admit, I'm really liking the way that he's coloring his hair these days. A little light brown, a little gray. But I digress because you can't see that. Let's just listen to some of the highlights from last night's Carpool Karaoke with James Corden and Paul McCartney. Let's go, baby. You can drive my car. Yes, I'm going to be a star. This moment to arrive. Did you come on to me? Will I come on to you? Did you come on to me? Will I come on to you? Sing it. So that's that a, fun. a little bit of Paul McCartney and James Corden doing Paul. It in. Yes, <laughs> all the greatest hits. So what you didn't see is that during Let It Be, James Corden, it got him in the feels. And he started to cry when he was singing Let It Be with Paul Aww. McCartney. And they were driving around Liverpool. They visited uh, Paul McCartney's childhood home. They ended out the session in a pub sing-along. So that's it was, fun. It's just really fun. I do have to say about carpool karaoke, one of the things that always strikes me is uh, I, if I were in James Corden's skin in that moment, he gets to sit in a car right. and shoot the you-know-what with 
legends, right. Mm-hmm. Right. sometimes legends, sometimes, you know. <laughs> sometimes people who sometimes sell a record. Aguilera. But <gasps> she's a legend. Sorry, that wasn't kind. Ooh, but, you know, like, harsh. you know, but sometimes it's like a huge legend. And oh, sometimes it's somebody just who's like an up and comer. Well, and it's somebody who he probably guarantee he was a fan of them growing up and probably helped shape the way that he is as a performer. And that's what I think about, like, sitting next to Paul McCartney in a car. I don't care who you are. I I'm couldn't sure. even singing along with him to his songs, you'd be like, what is happening? This is so weird. I couldn't even. It but would just, oh. But he does, and yeah. he holds his own, and he just, like, lets it rip. This is the thing I also love about James Corden. He has a great voice. Yes. But he doesn't, he's not having, like, one of those moments, like, oh, I can't sing along with the music of the person who I'm next to. They he's get caught just, up in the moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about that when we watch, like, The Voice, and somebody bring trots out, like, a Christina Aguilera song yes. to sing for Christina Aguilera. I'm like, oh, that's a bold move. I don't know that I would do that. And I, I I, marvel at their ability to just stand proud and be who they are and sing with their own voice, a song that was made famous by somebody else's right. voice. Yeah, suppose right. you have to disassociate yourself yes. from the performance of the song by that particular person and then yep. understand that it's a song that exists outside of the context of Christina Aguilera yes. and hope that your runs are just as good as hers. Mm, I've always thought that. All right, moving on. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. Okay, so we are in like a massive throwback era right now with reboots of old TV shows, reboots of old movies. Reboots of reboots. We'll get to that later. Yes. yes. How about reboots of cereal? Um, Wait, what? No, I'm serious. Mr. T took to Twitter yesterday and uh, he said the following, quote, it would be cool if Mr. T cereal made a comeback. Yeah, that would be cool. What do you think? Hashtag Mr. T. Hashtag I pity the fool. Hashtag breakfast. Hashtag Quaker whole oats. Hashtag throwback Thursday. (laughs) I don't know if this means that we are going to get a Mr. T cereal reboot, but I do know that I remember the commercial. Would you like to hear it? Yes, please. Here we go. I know cool. And Coos teaming up with a good balanced breakfast. Teaming up with Mr. T cereal that's getting on the team. The team that knows how cool breakfast can be. You get a crispy corn taste with a touch of brown sugar. Teaming up with Mr. T. It's cool. Teaming up with Mr. T. Golden sweet crispy teas. One bite and you're gonna be eating with the team that's teaming up with Mr. T. (laughs) So many teas. You know what I want to throw back up? I want to be in the room of the people who made those. Me too. <laughs> Team and that, Mr. T. That singer, I'm like, that, we've gotten better, haven't we? Or well, maybe the technology has. I don't know if better is the right word. Now, that being said, Mr. T was probably part of a balanced breakfast that included a full bowl of Mr. T cereal, a giant glass of orange juice, two pieces of fruit, and two slices of toast. Yes. Because they don't even do that anymore with cereal. No. Like a part of the complete breakfast. Do they do that anymore? No, because no. that was BS. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. No. I'm tinkling on your Cheerios. I'm learning. I'm your Mr. T. I'm your Mr. T cereal. No, we had this actually started an entire conversation in our prep room this morning between. So here, really quick, here's what happened. Holly and I sitting there. We're doing our show prep. We're talking about Mr. T cereal. Alexis and Dawn from the morning show are still in the room. We share one big office. Uh, and the two of them were still in the room. And, and Alexis says, I didn't get to eat Mr. T cereal because I didn't get to eat sugar cereals. Okay. Aww. You might feel bad for her, but I did not. I said, I found my other person. 
I wasn't, I didn't eat sugar cereals. My mom didn't buy them. We weren't allowed to. It was Mm -hmm. just like not part of a balanced breakfast at Mm -hmm. our house. And so I was like, I have never had this conversation with somebody else who understands me. You were seen. I was like, I feel like we have arrived in a safe space. So then we were going through our favorite cereals and you guys, it was nerdy. I just missed. We had wheat checks listed. Oh, Mine was corn bran. So whatever, leave me alone. Corn bran. I just Mm -hmm. miss cereals that were based off of kids TV shows and cartoons and also movies because in the 80s there was E.T. cereal. Yes. Mr. T. cereal. Yes. Ghostbusters cereal. Jurassic Park cereal. I had Cabbage Patch Kids cereal. Exactly. Yes. Whatever They don't do that anymore. They Mm. don't roll that out anymore. I'm sorry to tell you. It's because kids have iPads. And and they're not eating eating cereal. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's true. That's the other thing. They Mm -hmm. just, or maybe they do. I don't know. My kids do, but not always. I mean, not like I did. I could crush a box of Rice Krispies (laughs) in like a day. Snap, crackle, and And pop. pop. Mm. All right, when we come back, we're going to get a dirt alert from Elizabeth Reese. She'll be here with all the dirt from Hollywood and My Talk 107.1. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese with all the dirt from Hollywood. Hi, friends. Hi, Elizabeth. Happy Friday. Yes, indeed. Well, you guys, it's looking like the end is near for Joe Jackson. That's the biggest story of the day today. That Joe Jackson is on his deathbed. He's 89 years old. He is said to be dying of an undisclosed illness, and his son Jermaine Jackson has revealed the drama surrounding his last days because it wouldn't be Joe Jackson mm. if there wasn't some drama. Sure. Now, I did read a headline, I'm not sure where, it appeared on my phone that yep. said he was uh, dealing with stage four pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe's handlers allegedly barred some of the senior family members from visiting him leading to intense discussions for four days with his confused sons and daughters who were trying to figure out why they were not allowed to go and see their father. There are 11 Jackson kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, 11 total. Mm -hmm. Not all of them are with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jermaine said, no one knew what was going on. We shouldn't have to beg, plead, and argue to see our own father, especially at a time like this. We've been hurting. We were not being told where he was and couldn't get the full picture, even from the doctor. My mother was worried sick. He's been ill for months, um, but took a turn for the worse in the last week. He's very frail, is what Jermaine says. He doesn't have long, and his family needs to be by his side. Uh, apparently, Joe, uh, Joe's wife, Catherine, and their daughter, Rebby, finally were able to visit Joe at his home in Vegas last week after learning his health has deteriorated. Because Catherine and Joe have lived separately for quite some time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you know, I, I you can't help but think um, the Jackson family has so much turmoil it, between each other between with their relationship with their father well, with their yeah. relationship with each other at the hands of joe absolutely you know? and yeah. i mean i yeah I, I mean the man is dying so and and everyone deserves respect but i also don't think that absolves you from you know allegations of child abuse right yeah. and 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 i just all all it makes me think is this is going to be such a complicated time for them and yeah. they're already such a fragile sort of family in the way that their relationships have been fractured over the years. I mean, you'll remember, I mean, it was not long ago. And look what Janet's going through. Yes, Yes. Janet. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
on your happy price, price line. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's going through something that was not long ago. You'll recall that that the, the siblings were divided around Catherine. I know. Yes. And, and all kinds of shenanigans were taking place. And divisions and, between the passing of Michael yes. and when that happened. Well, and just, when Michael passed away, he cut his father out of his will. That's what it was reported and stipulated that his mother, Catherine, not his father, should get custody of his three children. You know, I think the one thing I do think is that a lot of families can relate to this when it comes to when you've got 11 kids and yeah. you've got a really big range it's just there is something about and especially like this type of generation, this generation, there is just like there's a lot of family drama that mm-hmm. goes on with those families. Mm-hmm. I mean, my grandmother is one of 11 and it's like that. It's like there's such a huge age range between the kids. And then they had a very, very strict many in the family would say abusive father. Mm-hmm. And so it's like and then some people side with the father and yeah. support him and some people don't. And people had totally different experiences being raised because the ages were so different. Right. It's just like it's really complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just I hurt for them in that sense, because the people who are left behind have to kind of deal with the aftermath of that. Yeah. Plus um, you add in like just tons of money and it gets all. Oh, weird. No. Even, yeah. Yeah. Even worse. More money, more problems. I guess. Mm-hmm. OK, so Roseanne Barr is speaking out after the Roseanne spinoff. The Connors is picked up by ABC. She said in a statement, I regret the circumstances that have caused me to be removed from Roseanne. I agreed to the settlement in order that 200 jobs of beloved cast and crew could be saved. And I wish the best for everyone involved. So uh, ABC picked up a full season of this spinoff with the working title, The Connors. Roseanne will not have any creative control, nor will she receive any financial compensation. And that's a big one because that was part of the stipulation. ABC said, we can't do this if you're going to make money off of it. And she said, okay, I will remove myself. I mean, mm-hmm. I think she's trying to do the right thing and I, I will give her credit too. for yes, that because I I, the first thing that we all landed on was those, those 200 odd people who were losing a job because of a tweet she fired off in the middle of the night Ugh. Yeah, um, that they had no control over. Um, and so I think she is trying to do the right thing. Yes. And I will give her credit. Yeah, and ABC too. I feel oh, like yeah. that picking up the Connors, whether or not it was necessary or not, they ordered 10 episodes, I think was a little less than the season, second season of Roseanne that they picked up initially. Okay, But I think that this is good on ABC. It provides a cultural closure on this narrative that yeah. has been happening with Roseanne. Whether or not people are going to actually watch it, I think there'll be a curiosity factor in watching the Connors. And sure. then there you go. There yeah. it is. 10 episodes, bada bing, bada boom. Everyone gets their job. Well, and and performs well they'll order more probably for that season and then go on to other and they were already financially committed to a lot of things yes so it was sort of like abc had to work out something they have nothing to lose yeah right had to pay Mm -hmm. um okay megan markle has been listed as an underdog in the godparent race of Uh, little prince louis what's the over under do the british bookies have any kind (laughs) i'm sure they're already on it down the list at 14 to 1 odds Uh uh-huh that's far behind staffers and close friends of prince william and kate middleton that kind of surprises me you know uh july 9th is the christening date for little louis mm-hmm. and his godparents will be announced that day now harry is not a godparent to either of his brother's two older children 
George or Charlotte, it's thought that William and Kate wanted to honor some of their closest friends rather than choosing someone who was already a proud uncle for Mm -hmm. the two royals. Which now that I think about that, it kind of does make sense. Like we have for our children, the godparents are all aunts and uncles. Mm -hmm. And then I sort of think, I wonder why I did that. Because they already have that special role. Right. They are the aunts and uncles where it would have been kind of nice to like choose my best friend and her husband, where then that would have them have an additional special bond to my child. Right. That's that, what like, we did. Aunts and uncles already have. I yeah. kind of just like you can't take the title away once but you've given it. I, that's true. <laughs> but I will tell you this. I will tell you this, that sometimes um, there you don't mean for that to be an offensive choice that you've made and people will be hurt by it <laughs> well, in yeah. the people family. People are always yeah, going to be happens. reading into stuff. This that's is true. Not this is true. a good point. Yeah, that is that. Is so true. are there rules for the royals about who so. they can yeah, choose? Or say, they can just go rogue on a this. lineage thing no. or some kind of special set of circumstances? And they don't just like run it by the queen or anything. I they can just do them. No, it just seems that's kind of cool. They can do it. Uh, some of the favorites include William and Harry's former assistant and nanny, Tiggy, Tiggy Pettifer, and William's outgoing private secretary, Miguel Head. He is William's most trusted employee. Interesting. Hmm. So that's who they're kind of thinking might be. Um, William's stepsister also is mm. in the running, too. The odds for that are three to one. All right. July 9th, we'll, we'll find learn out. on July 9th. Thank you, Elizabeth mm-hmm. Reese. Thanks. Her next Dirt Alert, 520. You can see her on Twin Cities Live at 3 o'clock. And when we come back, we need a caller to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 30 seconds, five questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize. 651-641-1071 to play. We're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I am Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer will be back on Monday. We'll hear all about his travels. Holly Roberts has been filling in. Sonny's on the controls. And this is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who's on the line today, Colleen? We've got Nick on the line, and what is Nick playing for today? Nick is playing for a pair of movie passes to see the Mr. Rogers documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor, Nick! Hi. Hey, are you ready to play the game? I am. All right, Nick, the timer will begin after I read you the first question. Here we go. Jagged Little Pill is an album by which singer? That. The video game character Sonic is what kind of animal? Hedgehog. Laguna Beach was a reality TV show on what network? MTV. Simon, Paula, and Randy were the original judges on what show? American Idol. What is Tommy's last name in the cartoon Rugrats? Pickles. All right. Jagged Little Pill is an album by which singer? Yeah! Oh, there you go. You won! (laughs) Ding, ding, ding! Congratulations. I, I, I remembered it right after I said Pat. Oh, Nick, goodness. you are awesome. Congratulations. You are going to see that uh, Mr. Rogers documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Hang tight. Sonny's going to get all of your information. That was way fun. I'm very excited. We haven't had a winner in a long time. That's right. And now that we're done with that, we are going to solve some mysteries in the form of blind items that Holly has brought to us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. And joining us today to play a little blinded by the item is the one, the only, Donna Valentine. Donna! Woo! I'm ready. Oh my gosh, she's fired up. I'm kind of frightened. She also has a piece of paper and a pen. 
I always like to jot it down. Oh, yeah. A-list. Yes. Mostly movie. I hope everybody's actor. playing the home game. But if you are driving, do not write while you're driving. Just good, thank you. Good Sit there and, yeah. and yell at the radio like a normal person. Yes. <laughs> Our first blind item from crazydaysandnights.net has to do with a former A-plus list mostly movie actor turned A-lister. Oh, okay. So former A-plus list mostly movie actor turned a-lister. Mm. Here's your blind item from crazydaysandnights.net. This former A-plus list mostly movie actor turned A-lister is rewriting history. Yes, his family was upset about a marital decision he made, but they were more upset that he returned to his substance abuse slash violent ways that made any kind of familial relationship almost impossible. Hmm. Is Johnny Depp I think I was going to go Johnny Depp on that one as well. Oh, yes. All right. Here's your blind item. Johnny Depp is rewriting history. Yes, his family was upset about a marital decision he made, but they were more upset that he returned to his substance abusing slash violent ways that made any kind of familial relationship with him almost impossible. Oof. We are going to talk a little bit more about him later in the show. Because there's a, uh, isn't there a long write up about him? Yeah. Uh, and Holly read it. <laughs> I was like, I should probably read that. And she was like, it's long. And I was like, I'm going to let you read it and you can tell me about it. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, uh, when they say his family was upset about a marital decision he made, was that just simply marrying Amber Heard? Yeah, I think it was marrying mm-hmm. Amber Heard. And okay. what you read in this Rolling Stone profile about Johnny Depp is that. Basically, he it was like paying for his family. Mm-hmm. He had he bought his mom a horse ranch out in Kentucky, I believe. And then there were a bunch of other family members that were living there. And then apparently he was paying for all his family members to live uh, well, on this ranch. No and that, he's in debt. Well, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. He also spent five million dollars to shoot Hunter S. Thompson's ashes out of a cannon. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then Among there's the things. island. There's right? all, there's, there's a, a lot. lot, dude. Wow. Mm. And it all started with Twenty One Jump Street. Yes. Mm. Who knew? Moving on. Moving on. Blinded by the idol. All right. Our next blind item from CrazyDaysAndNights.net has to do with a back in the day A plus list reality star. A back-in-the-day A-plus list reality star. Hmm. A-plus? Yeah. Wow. Here's your blind item. This back-in-the-day A-plus list reality star from multiple reality shows still can't get forgiveness from A-listers. 99% of them turned down or ignored invites from her for a recent event highlighting a launch from her. Hmm. Oh man. I don't I don't know why the first name that just comes to mind for no reason is Paris Hilton. Oh. Oh. Good. 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 Yes. <laughs> oh my Thank gosh. you. Donna. A plus for you. Thank you. Yay. Here is your blind item with the blanks filled in. Paris Hilton still can't get forgiveness from A-listers. 99% of them turned down or ignored invites from her for a recent event highlighting a launch from her. That event would have been yesterday or the day before she was at the Boohoo Paris Hilton launch in L.A. So um, she pardon was me, launching- what is Boohoo Paris Hilton? Well, Besides it's, something Boohoo, I never will it's, say. It's a U.K. store. So she's oh, okay. uh, collaborating with a U.K. store for a 70-piece capsule collection with the store called Boohoo. Okay. So the Paris Hilton Boohoo collaboration, apparently nobody wanted ha- to have anything to do with this. Of course, remember Paris Hilton back in the day was a little outspoken. Yeah, all sorts of people. And note that Paris Hilton's career in the United States is basically non-existent. That's oh, true. Completely. 
completely. Although I will say she's put out a couple songs and I'm not, I'm just going to admit that it. That you love? I like the song Stars Are Blind. Mm, oh my God, Colleen. Colleen. I I'm do. okay it with just, you liking that. Yeah. Because I love the Countess's Girl Code. Good. You do? I love that <laughs> song. I think everybody has like a shame song that they like fan over. Yeah, just own it. Yeah. So I just, you know, listen, I want, that's my invitation to everybody to just be loud and proud about whatever just crappy you you. song you love. Holly's judging me, not even silently. You too, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> Moving That's on. That's all right. Please. I'm going to own it. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, let's move on to our next blind item from crazydaysandnights.net. Now, this might be a little more difficult to oh, guess. Oh, fun. I like these. I mean, some, I need to, we need to like wake yeah, up that part of our brain. Use our, yes. We mm-hmm. use our noodles. Use the noodles. All right. Let's Great think minds. of a fairly recently separated mm. B-plus list, mostly television actress slash network reality star. Oh, Okay. All right, so a fairly recently separated, Mm -hmm. speaking of this person's relationship, a B-plus list, mostly television actress slash network reality star is the subject of this blind item from crazydaysandnights.net. And here we go. This fairly recently separated B-plus list, mostly television actress slash network reality star loves to tell the world how she is vegan, but at home she eats meat all the time and keeps that mink coat deep in her closet. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Fairly newly separated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. B plus list. Now, this is the part that's TV tripping actress, me up. Network. Mostly television actress slash network reality star. She is more like a presenter. So I don't know necessarily okay. if she's okay. ever been a, a reality show comp, a competitor herself. Okay. You know, like if she hasn't, I don't know. I don't think she's been on Celebrity okay. Big Brother or anything like that, mm-hmm. but she has presented in okay. the reality competition realm on okay. network television. Okay. Pretty sure. Okay. And she is a mostly television actress. Yeah. Oh, man. See, I was going to go with, um, oh, I was going to go with, um, uh, the fashion. What's the Heidi Klum? Not Heidi. Not Uh, okay. Is it Heidi? No. (laughs) Not Heidi. Uh, That's very loud. But the, um, Oh my gosh! What is her name? Uh, project, not Project Runway, but the modeling America Next Top Model. Oh, Tyra Banks type Tyra experience. Banks, but she's not uh, an actress. She also, I well, don't actually, think is, she is yes. because she has starred in such things as Life Size, mm-hmm. also in the movie oh. Higher Learning back mm-hmm. in the day in the nineties, oh. and also she. I don't think she's vegan. She likes no. to talk oh. about yeah meat and Shit. food. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so let's see. We're okay, need some hints. Here. Yeah, B plus mostly television network. Re- okay. Yeah. Now she ho- has hosted and been maybe a sideline commentator on some reality competition series. Also, she hosted uh, some mm, some programming back in the day on the E network. She also recently separated from somebody who used to star on TV too. He's also probably like C list. Man. And she's one of those people who's like, I'm so fit. Follow my dust diet it's, and then buy okay. it all. So oh. is, is it, it's not, is it Brooke Burke Charvet? Oh, oh, God, you are good. Or as we like Damn. to call her, Brooke Burke Sorbet. Yeah. Okay, fill in the blank. Oh, oh my God. Right. Juicy. Here is your blind item, Brooke Burke. 
Burke Charvet or Sorbet, depending Sorbet, on who you're talking to. Chardonnay uh, <laughs> loves to tell the world how she is vegan, but at home she eats meat all the time and keeps that mink coat deep in her closet. Ooh, interesting. Wow. And That's first of good. all, B plus list is being generous. generous. I think the only reason she would even get the B plus list is because of Dancing with the Stars, yes. which she didn't even do. I mean, she got uh, from all, by all accounts, she was misery to work with she was really yeah she was also a host on wild on do you remember that show on e where they would send people around the world in bikinis and party and she was also on celebrity apprentice yes Mm -hmm. she also hosted the show rockstar which was a reality series on cbs back in 2005 and 2006 then what remains to be seen is what the heck did she act in Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, funny you should ask. <laughs> she acted in an episode of Las Vegas. Also, <laughs> an episode of the Bernie Mac show. Also, an episode of Monk. So, she has acted in okay. some episodes. But she never had her own. No, two episodes of Melissa and Joey. If you remember that show. That does not yeah, surprise no. me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was fun. Thank oh you. God. That was a good one. Oh, God. Donna, you've done great this week. Thank you. Now, on Monday, just go back to yelling at your radio I again. will. I will, because okay. I'll do even better. Of course. In my car. No, everybody does their best in their car. That's it's true. kind of like how we all sing really well in our showers. So true. I know. Colleen, true. you are a wise dropping, woman. Dropping truth bombs here. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, when we come back, we're going to check in with our Google Trends expert, Molly Vandenberg, to see what you all have been Googling all week long on My Talk 1071. Happy Friday. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer will be back on Monday. He has been uh, sharing his travels in Uganda with us throughout the week from afar. But today he's on an airplane. He's on his way home. Holly Roberts has been filling in. And Sonny's been at the controls. And uh, every Friday at this time, we like to see what you all have been searching for all week long to see if we've been right on the money or if we've been way off base. And we do that by checking in with a Google Trends expert. You better see this. There's something new trending. It's time to talk Google Trends with someone who knows what you're looking for. What are all those websites in your search history? With a Google Trends expert, here are Colleen and Bradley. And uh, today it's Colleen and Holly. Hello, uh, Molly Vandenberg. How are you? Hi, Colleen and Holly. I am doing fantastically. How are you? We are good. Yes. Especially because it's Friday. And as you know, whenever we hear your voice, we are happy because it's you, but also because it's Friday. 
Well, I am happy for both of those things. So thank you again for having me. Uh, well, let's cover what's been uh, trending on Google this week, starting with something I noticed that has, it continues to trend and will probably still continue to trend for the weeks to come, the World Cup. The World Cup, no surprise that it is on our trending list this week. In fact, what I can say, it is the single most trending topic globally over the past seven days. Wow. And that just shows how much people care about this. And it's so great to see like this really patriotic moment for so many of the different teams. And that's really the part that I enjoy about the World Cup. I'm not a super soccer fan, but I can definitely get behind getting involved in this. You know, I, I do find this to be really interesting because it seems like um, in recent years, people have become more aware of the World Cup. Um, have you been finding, I don't know if you have a, like a year over year metric on that at all, Molly, but, um, but I would just be curious if this is something we're seeing an uptick in as the years go by, because I just remember even five, 10 years ago, um, that would have been a passing, maybe a passing comment that the World Cup was going on. You know what? I think that you're right, because what I can tell you is that on YouTube, you know, we see a lot of people looking for game highlights and that kind of thing. And since the last FIFA World Cup, watch time for soccer game highlights has grown by nine times. Wow. So I think there's an absolute growth in this interest and like, people really paying attention. So you were right on the nose with that one. Interesting. Well, you know, I will say at my house, it has grown. Love for the game of soccer has grown at least nine times over the last few years. <laughs> my family has just gotten really into watching soccer. So this has been exciting at our house as well. Okay, so the, the next thing that has been trending that we are excited about, this is kind of more our wheelhouse here yeah. at My Talk 107.1, Beyonce and Jay-Z. Definitely more of my wheelhouse as well. And they were trending this week. You know, it's not unusual to see Beyonce and Jay-Z trend. But this week was a special one because they surprise released an album this past Saturday entitled Everything is Love. And it's one that they did together. So obviously people had been really interested in that, you know, wanted to know where they could listen and wanted to check out the music video that was filmed in the Louvre, which caught a lot of people's attention. Oh, yes. And what and how how are people engaging Google around Beyonce and Jay-Z? Yes. So I can tell you that, as you would expect, people are really looking into, you know, the track list, the nature of the album. But this music video has really been interesting to a lot of people. And specifically around the Louvre, we saw the Louvre trend with some interesting queries this week as well, because people want to know, like, how much does it cost to rent out the Louvre to do this? And what I can say is it costs a lot. It is (laughs) out of my price range. Uh, Something that none of us can afford to do. Definitely not. I think you would need um, Bay and Jay-Z levels of cash to be able to do that because as of 2015, the Louvre's policy actually stated that to shoot a short film or a music video, the cost for interior and exterior shots would be around 4,500 euro, which is just over $5,200. And with that, the more crew you bring, the more expensive it gets. So Mm. I can only imagine. You know, and the funny thing is, you know, as I'm thinking about this, if it were a smaller museum, perhaps they would need the PR uh, and they would just invite them, uh, you know, at a lower cost. But the Louvre doesn't need the PR. No, there's plenty (laughs) of people who want to see the Mona Lisa. Yeah, yeah. I think they're doing all right. (laughs) All right. We're talking with Molly from Google about what you've been Googling this week and something else that appears on the list also may or may not be in our price range. People have been looking up the world's best restaurant. 
Yes, the world's best restaurant. There was a list of 50 of the world's best restaurants released this week. A bunch of culinary minds got their heads together and picked them out. And what I can say is it is different than the most expensive restaurant. We're talking about the best one. I'm not sure if it's in my price range still, mainly because the top one I would have to travel to Italy to go to. Yes, it is called Asteria Francicana. I probably butchered that, if I'm being honest with myself. That's okay. As long as they butcher the meat for you, you're fine. Hey, Hey, yes, exactly. (laughs) And what I can really get behind with this restaurant is that they have a menu item specifically for the crunchy part of the lasagna. And that sounds like something I want. Oh my gosh, okay, that, that sounds kind amazing. Of cool. So how were people engaging uh, with this topic on Google this week? Yes, and so we saw people really interested in the list in general, so wanting to be able to see whether there were any near them, presumably. And then we also just saw like a lot of world's best queries. Um, and in fact, when you think about top best in the world queries, it was best restaurants in the world. And weirdly enough, also world's best lasagna. So, you know, maybe oh. they got this one right. You know what I'm curious about, and I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, but um, how, what what American restaurants made that list, or did any American restaurants make that list? I'm actually currently I I now listen. I market myself as a foodie, and I am embarrassed that I did not even know about this list. So this is the first that I am noticing, and the first the first American. Um, restaurant I'm seeing on the list, and I could be wrong, is at number 25. Yes, and so there are six restaurants in the U.S. that made the cut. And what I could say is that you and I, we always learn something together on these Fridays, so no worries if you hadn't seen the list before. Um, There are four of them in New York City, one of them in San Francisco, and one of them in Chicago, and they're kind of sprinkled throughout the list there. Mm. But a lot of the international ones seem to be taking the cake. Ah. I hope they have cake. Yeah, they, yeah, I bet they do. They I, have to. You know, I would. How fun would that be to make a trip out of traveling to all of those? But the only people who could probably do that are Beyonce and Jay Z. Just to bring it all full and circle. And I hope they do it so we can live vicariously through exactly. them. Molly, thank you so much for sharing the Google Trends with us this week. We'll talk to you next week. I will talk to you next week. Thank you again, as always, for having me, and have a great weekend. You too. Bye, Molly. That was Molly Vandenberg. She's our Google Trends expert. She checks in with us on Mondays to let us know what you all have been Googling all week long, and uh, you all were busy. Yeah. I mm-hmm. want to let you know, number four on the list is the first American restaurant. It's 11 Madison Park in oh, New York City. Okay, so one. I just like skimmed right past that. Whoops. You did. Haven't been there, so yeah. McDonald's, oddly, not on the, on the list. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I am loving it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly read the Rolling Stone profile on Johnny Depp, and she has a pretty interesting, unique takeaway about Johnny Depp's life based on that. She's going to share it with us after this on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. You slime eating dogs, you gum sucking pigs, you sons of a motherless goat. Entertainment.